the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Burrow throws it into the end zone for Chase. He leaps. Yeah. He's got yeah. it. Touchdown. Bengals. From 31 yards, McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He deals left side. Cooper Cup in the end zone. He's a cheat code. Touchdown, Cooper Cup. Touchdown, LA. Snap back, hold down. The kick is on the way, and it is right down the middle. Mackey from 30. The Rams will be back in two weeks to play in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Excellent Super Bowl on the way. We'll get into that. Big day for the Raiders. Are you in? Are you out? You can tweet at us at ESPN Las Vegas, at Willie G. Ramirez, at Steve Cofield. I don't think we've determined how much we're in or out on Josh McDaniels, especially. We'll get to that. Ari's here. Finley Toyota Studios on a Monday. It's Big Five time. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. I'll tell you what I'm in on. Everyone knows this already, but the boy genius did it again. The Rams did it again. The rest of the league, maybe outside of the Chiefs, looks at the Rams and they're like, wait, what are they doing? They're going for broke this year. Yeah, they go for broke every year. And somehow the next year they can still go for broke. It worked again. Now, in the end, you got to win it. But this is quite the story. And it's a good story, and it's, a, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, right? I mean, you uh, you roll the dice, you pick up some big names, you put together a, a, a roster. It's almost NBA-ish, if you will. And, you know, the, the Rams, there was that little bit of a lull in the middle of the season where a lot of people, a lot of analysts were questioning, oh, they went out, they wasted their money in getting Von Miller. Remember when they went on that little losing skid right after they got him, brought in, Odell Beckham, and what happens? They go on a little bit of a lose streak, then they turn it around, and they go on a winning run. And the the thing about that is when you have a guy like Matt Stafford and you have a supporting cast, you're able to put together an offensive run. They they After losing three straight across a bye week, they lost to the Titans, the 49ers, Packers. Right And three teams that were contending all along. 49ers obviously get there in the end. Packers, everyone thought they were the top seed. But then they go on their winning streak, and they win five in a row. And what comes around and balances things out? Their defense. And you see it start to just formulate on both sides of the ball, and it just took some time. Uh, it all happened around that bye week where it, they, they had time to sort of build that chemistry. And they made a run. And it was funny because they were still questioning the victories they were getting because they beat Jacksonville. They went in and beat Arizona. They thought Arizona, that's when the talk was it was Arizona an imposter. They come home and beat Seattle. They go up and beat Minnesota. But when they went to Baltimore and pulled off that one-point victory and proved to 12-4, and four, I think the writing was on the wall and there was the showdown with San Francisco and now they are where they are. And yes, the gamble has paid off. Number four. What did you think yesterday of all the bashing on Jimmy G? 
I don't know. I, I mean, was it all entirely his fault? Was everything that took place his fault? I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if you can put it on one person. Um, you know, the, I think, I think the Rams were a team that was. I, I don't think that it was ever over, no matter what kind of run the 49ers went on, uh, scoring a how many unanswered points did they score? Was it seventeen at one point? Uh. I, I just don't know if you can put everything on him. If he, I mean, I think that he's the easy scapegoat because people have always bashed Jimmy G. They've always questioned what he's capable of doing. But is, is this an opinion or is it mostly numbers-based, fact-based? Fourth quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo, yesterday. Yeah. Three of nine, 30 yards, interception. Six playoff starts, 28 passer rating in the fourth. That's a pretty good sample. He stinks when it counts the most. He ranks last among 69 quarterbacks with 30-plus fourth-quarter passes going back to 91. These are the playoffs. 91! The You know, he made a nice connection with, I mean, early on, the, pat, the missed pass to Kittle. It's a killer, right? He's wide open over the middle. And you overthrow him. He had a completion... To Ayuk, right, 28 yards in the air. That was the deepest completion he's ever had for the Niners in the playoffs. Before this, his longest air yards, 26 and 21. I mean, that's, that is a severe limitation. There's something that people look at now, right? Expected completions. Yeah. By the numbers, he was expected to complete. This, this isn't guesswork. You know, it's watching the film afterwards. He was expected to complete. I got you. 73%. I'm giving the numbers. 73% of his passes, he completed 55. It's one of the, the 18% differential. is one of the biggest we've ever seen. Okay. He's just He is a caretaker quarterback. He's on a team that has incredible aspirations, a really good roster. Little Shanny's a good coach. I mean, I'll say I don't think he was aggressive enough yesterday. Boy, it's funny, isn't it? When the fourth down haters, right? When they see a fourth down fail, oh, they're, it's all, everyone's all, all fired up. Analytics are stupid. He had a fourth and two. Inside of the Rams 45, he's got the best, one of the best power run games in football. You don't go for it. So, I don't know. I thought both guys, you know, had difficulties, both Boy Genius and Little Shanny. And what I'm building to is Lynch and Shanahan already turned down Tom Brady before last season. They already did that. Right? Because, hey, we'll do it our way. Hey, fellas, I know Jimmy G got you there, but you didn't win it. Fellas, there's another Tom Brady available. He's also from Northern California. He also is on the outs with his longtime team. They need to start rethinking things. You know, we just talked about the Rams are balls to the wall all the time. Play for now. Go for broke. Trey Lance next year? That's going for broke? Guys, 
They, I mean, they got to change their mindset. I don't care what it costs. You know, within reason. I don't want to trade Kittle. But yeah. I don't care what it costs. Aaron Rodgers needs to be on the 49ers. And the best, the best pitch job, aside from great coach, great staff, good running game, good offensive line, excellent defense. The other thing to pitch is, bruh. This is the way they talk, right, when they pitch Aaron Rodgers. Bruh. Broncos. Have you looked at AFC? Hey, Raj, you see what you have to go through? Now, I'm not saying there aren't good teams in the NFC, but there's not the gauntlet of quarterbacks you got to face in the playoffs like you do in the AFC. Uh. Oh, after all that, I just get a... I like that. That's a good. Okay. That's a good response. Well, well wait a minute. I laid, well, I laid, wait a minute. I laid it out. If that's your selling point, hold on a second because the division he's going in. Okay, Kyler Murray. As of now, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. We can go through the other divisions if you like. I want to point out though, after the 49ers took a 17-7 lead, Garoppolo was three of nine for 30 yards with one interception. Mm-hmm. Before that. He was 13 of 21. So you threw the ball 21 times and got a 17, got a 10-point lead, and then he only threw it nine more times. So, I mean, in a sense, it's it, it's on him, right? He, so he missed six passes. He only threw it for 30 yards. He, he, got, he, got, he got picked. But you got to keep going, right? You got to keep throwing. You got to keep going. You got to go with what's working. Obviously, it was working. Your, your, your balance was working. Right, and in the fourth quarter, when it counts the most, it doesn't work generally for Jimmy G. Now, can I throw in one more thing? Okay, so just assume that it's not going to work. So you don't believe in him? So yes, you got to move I don't on. Know. I think he's a no, mid-level not you, guy. them. Yeah. Okay, so you go after Aaron Rodgers. They have a great team. They have to upgrade a quarterback, and Trey Lance is not ready. I will, and that's not an upgrade a quarterback. I will point one thing out: Northern California. You said another Northern California. Uh, Fresno is considered somewhat Northern Cal. Derek Carr's from Northern Cal. All right, uh, Derek Carr's from Fresno. So now they need to trade for Derek Carr? You just said they need to bring somebody in. Well, I mean, I joked earlier with Koken about an hour ago that, you know, Josh McDaniels, I guess, could look at Jake, you know, at uh, Derek Carr and go, hey, this is another Jay Cutler. Like, with the Broncos, let me move him out. Let me bring in Kyle, my Kyle Orton, Jimmy G. I worked with him already. What if Derek Carr if, would... If, he, if they do that, what if Derek Raiders Carr, fans will explode. What if Derek Carr went, quote-unquote, home and Aaron Rodgers came to Vegas? Maybe we'll get to that in the Big Five. Oh, my. Just have to read the whole thing. Number three. We might. We might. A lot of, there's a lot of scenarios here. All right, so that's my that's my next worry here, right? Or if you haven't been listening, I'm not all in on McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And I, there could be people listening like, why not? Belichick. This guy's an offensive genius. Dave Ziegler's highly regarded. All right, we've laid out a lot of the reservations on this starting last week. The Belichick tree has not been super productive. Right. Josh McDaniels was immature and made a lot of mistakes his first head coaching chance in Denver. Right? Yep. This is an organization that needs to have a different look in terms of character, which, again, we'll get to. And here's the other one. Are you cool if you're a Raiders fan if Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are like, you know what? This is what Bill does. So every time a big contract comes up, Willie, they're like, we don't need him. We don't. We are an organization that doesn't pay 17, 20, 
25 million, 35 million. We don't do that because that's not what Bill does. So what does that mean for Max Crosby down the road? He's not going to get top defensive end money. What does that mean for Derek Carr coming up here? Quarterback's not worth $35 million unless he's Tom Brady. Are they going to build an organization in the same image as the Patriots where they really don't pay anyone? No, they're going to do what Mark Davis. Actually, they're going to do what Mark Davis's father in which Ziegler referred to today. And that is do what they have to do to win championships. So I think that the the checkbook will be open and there won't be a craft Belichick but, mindset. But no. All right. You just said. No, I, I, think, I think it's interesting. Mark Davis just brought two guys on from an organization where they don't ever really break the bank. So there's going to be a balance here because Mark obviously is a celebrity hunter, right? He talked about Becky Hammond. I think they, that he confirmed or they confirmed today that she's making over a million dollars as a coach of the Aces, right? That's who we wanted. You know, that's who they got. He wanted the Aces. He got the Aces. He wanted John Gruden. He got John Gruden. So you wonder how this is going to mesh. And listen, I have no idea. Just because Dave Ziegler worked in the Belichick organization, I have no idea if he was, you know, along the way, he's like, eh, we probably should have paid that guy. We just we know the way Belichick operates, where it's the some of the parts, and you don't need, you know, 15, 18, 20 million. Although they just paid good money to guys at different times. But um, for the most part, they have, they're more about thrift and depth and who than had they the are say about so having there? superstars. Who had the say-so out there? Belichick. Right. And today, Ziegler said it's his way. So how do we know what his mindset is we yet? We don't. We That's don't. what I'm saying. So, we yeah, don't. he brought two guys in that aren't used to that, but they also had to do what Belichick said. Now they they can do what they want. They can do what they say. Mm-hmm. And what Mark Davis, as big of a check that he wants to write. So we don't know yet in terms of that. Integrity, character. You mentioned A-Rodge coming here. Yeah. And I'll bring it up again. Okay. Daniels went to Denver and, and looked around. And he's like, Jay Cutler? Yeah. Now, let's admit, Jay Cutler is a weird personality. That Derek Carr is not Jay Cutler. And actually, Derek Carr, by the numbers, right now is playing better than Jay Cutler was at the time. Okay. On the A-Rod front, can we pretty much say he's available? Absolutely. I mean, his OC just got hired as the head coach in Denver. The guy who was in line to take over the OC decided to go work for the Bears? Luke Getze, who would have been bumped up, I assume, chose to work for the Bears. And now keep in mind, Rodgers is still in the Packers. What does Getze know? Is it already around the organization? Like, eh. a Rod is gone. a Rod is definitely gone. Otherwise... He would have confirmed by now. I mean, well, maybe not, but I mean, it's too much on the well. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take some time. I gotta this. He's he's leaving. He's gone. Where Denver may be the the at the at the, the favorite, but as we've seen this week, anything can come out of the woodwork. Hmm. God, I, wish, go- I wish we could be a fly on the wall, like right now at the. Woodley House with Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley and, and Rodgers. And just have them talking about Hackett and Getzey. And Rodgers is like, man, I really like that Getzey guy. And Shailene's like, wow, you would you go to the Bears? Man. That would be awesome. How many? And then Fields <laughs> enters the transfer portal again? 
hey, you know, sometimes guys got to wait their turn. A-Rodge goes to Chicago for two years. Fields goes to Frisco. Fields stays in Chicago and learns under Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He wasn't ready this year. He was more ready than anyone uh, anyone else there. Come on, baby. Let's go, A-Rodge. Just at least announce that you're not coming back. Let's get this thing rolling. Number two. All right, how much does character matter with a head coach and a GM? And I'm talking about the way they operate, the way they draft. Because clearly the last group, Gruden and Mayock, whiffed on some character picks. You were you were shocked. I, I don't. You know what? I was, I'm not going to say I don't know how you missed it because it was such a busy weekend. There were so many football headlines. You know, not only the games, but head coaching hires all over the place. Willie and Tom Brady retiring, which he's holding off on. But Damon Arnett got arrested again right. in town. Bruh! I didn't miss Will you please the arrest. Move? I just what I missed was what the accusation. All I saw was gun possession without uh gun possession without a CCW mm-hmm. and possession in public because you can possess at home or smoking in public, whatever it was. There I was an incident at the park apparently MGM there's park an incident MGM where he at five forty the park MGM at five forty five. The park MGM at five forty five Friday evening. And apparently there may have been an incident with a valet. Which, by the way, he's actually being sued by another valet at Aria. I was just for a dust up yeah. a while ago. He got cut by the Raiders because of the nonsense threats and, you know, guns. I'm not saying the threats were nonsense. It's a scary dude. Uh, but because of the Instagram stuff. And now he's out. Doing it again. Months after. And he's still in Vegas. And at that time, he was property of the Chiefs. The Chiefs were like, oh, we got to get out from under this. So... I'm going to tie this in, and it's not its not entirely fair because you're supposed to wipe the slate clean, right? But you got guys from the Patriots organization, and the Patriots at times are like, hey, you know what? Win at all cost. And if character is an issue, maybe we'll fix it. Maybe we won't, but we'll do what we have to do. I'm just going to say that right now this market is kind of teetering. Right, Willie? We lost a local, Tina Tintor, because of Henry Ruggs. We had our next turn out to be a guy who's not a swell guy. He's had four incidents that we know of. We had Nate Hobbs. I don't know what he was doing in terms of sleeping. He was underneath the legal limit, but then he was speeding at 110. By the way, I don't. I hate to tie this in, but we just had another moron on surface streets by Cheyenne and Commerce blow through a light, kill himself and eight others. This is the this is the real world, and I'm. I'll say I'm mostly confident that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler get it. What they're walking into, it's a bit of a powder keg right now. We can't have more Damon Arnett's drafted. We are committed to doing whatever it takes to win on and off the field. It's very important for us to be a pillar in the community, to do the right thing, to represent this organization, Raider Nation, the city of Las Vegas, with class and integrity, and we'll do that. We're going to build a culture that is sustained by high-character people that work hard to meet that championship standard in every area. That's great. I just wonder, who are the videotaping things in Denver, New England? Who are they tied to, Steve? Well, he said he learned his lesson in Denver, so what are you going to do? Number one. So what changed? What changed the last week or so? Right? We were told middle of the week last week that McDaniels to the Raiders had kind of died down. 
Our buddy Vic over at The Athletic says, well, listen, they finished other interviews and some things they thought were uh, issues. They resolved them. Says it was a fluid process. And now here you go. And I know you. Well, Vic had a tweet before that. Yeah, yeah. Vic actually had a tweet where, which I brought up earlier, and he said uh, where, where um, someone asked Mark Davis today, how did you just come to this decision with both knowing and, and together? And he said, well, I asked each GM candidate which coach and which coach. And when Ziegler said, well, who, when he asked him, who do you think of for coach? When I say coach and he said, Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis said, uh, is he available? I didn't know he was available. And Ziegler said he will be if I come. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. It's deflected and intercepted nice. by Bonville. Kick is up. Yeah. It yeah. good. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Back to Cofield and Company. You know, it's funny. There's a lot going on in college football, Willie. We're going to get back to Josh McDaniels. Hire with the Raiders. We'll have part of the press conference in just a couple minutes. Willie Ramirez, Steve Cofield, ESPN Las Vegas here on this Monday, following up AFC NFC weekend. Super Bowl is set. We got all these coaching hires. Uh, there is a lot going on in college football, including the second signing period is coming up. UNLV has a press conference on Wednesday to announce any freshmen they're adding to the original class, and a lot of their transfer portal guys. They've got now three, we'll say, bigger-name quarterbacks in the program. They've got a freshman coming on board. That was announced in the early signing period. Well, they're going to have a new coach, OC and quarterback coach, because just a little while ago it came out that Glenn Thomas, who's been around UNLV for a couple years, this is interesting, too, because – one of the opposing coaches that Marcus Arroyo spoke really highly of was Herm Edwards. So Herm just stole Glenn UNLV's Thomas. offensive coordinator. So there you go. And and uh, the previous OC was one of the guys who was embroiled in some of the recruiting brouhaha yeah. last year. So he <laughs> lost his job about three days ago. So Arroyo will be looking for a new OC and quarterback coach. Let's do a giveaway right now. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller number seven. All right. I like the mix today. I like the mix today. Earlier, it was Slash, and we'll have tickets for uh, Slash throughout the week. How about a little Luke Bryan? He's got a big residency coming up at Resorts World, February 11th through the 26th. Tickets are on sale right now at AXS.com. We've got a pair of tickets. Luke Bryan, 364-1100-364-1100. Caller 11, February 11th through February 26th. And he'll be playing at the Resort World Theater. Again, tickets at AXS.com. Caller 7, get your tickets right now from Ari, 364-1100. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. I think if you would have told me before the season that we'd be going to the Super Bowl, I probably would have called you crazy. But then, you know, we played a whole season, and you know, nothing surprises me now. I know the kind of guys we have and the team that we have. So, you know, there's, there's still one left. 
I'm so proud of this group. High expectations all year. Done nothing but uh, do everything in our power to try and meet those. It's a driven group we have in there. And, you know, this game wasn't perfect. It wasn't easy in some spots, but we found a way to win the game. And uh, that's what it's all about. I'm just happy and, and proud to be a part of this group. We got some more work left to do. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. There they are. We'll call them two superstar quarterbacks, two top ten, uh, ten quarterbacks in Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. Hey, it's a big day around the National Football League. The Super Bowl is set, but really a bigger day here in Vegas because now you got the new regime in place. Dave Ziegler over from the Patriots bringing along his college buddy and a, a coach who I, I think was has been coveted throughout his career. I'm not sure what the Colts thing did to his candidacy and how many calls he got this year. But as Willie just said a couple of minutes ago, when Mark Davis was talking to the potential GM, Ziegler was like, uh, yeah, the, the, the guy who might be interested is Josh McDaniels. And Mark Davis was like, what? Yeah, okay. So that reopened things, and he's here. I mean, this developed really quickly the last couple of days. Josh McDaniels today out at the Raiders facility. Thank you to uh, everybody for being here uh, today. And for those of us uh, that are not here and join us online, I appreciate you uh, uh, being here. Um, I'd like to begin uh, by thanking Mr. Davis, uh, Dan Ventrelli, um, the entire Raiders organization. Um, it's It's been an incredible uh, experience for me the last three or four days here, uh, getting to, to know the people in the organization. Um, you know, it's it's been a thorough process. They've been very candid. Um, I, I understand the vision uh, that, that they have in mind. Uh, that's been clear from the beginning, uh, what they're looking for. Um, seeing the stadium, the facility, uh, and again, every person that I've met thus far, uh, you can tell uh, where this organization is headed, uh, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, I'm also excited to partner with uh, Dave Ziegler, uh, who is not only a friend of mine, but uh, we go back a long way, and uh, uh, I have a great deal of respect for him, uh, his ability to uh, to do the job that, that he's been hired to do here, uh, evaluate, lead our personnel and scouting department. Um, you know, he's a hard worker, tireless in his effort to, to do anything that he can to help the football team win, uh, and I'm excited to, to join uh, in our vision together. Um, I would also uh, like to thank the New England Patriots uh, organization, uh, Robert, Jonathan Kraft, uh, Coach Belichick, um, 18 years, uh, I was very fortunate to learn and grow uh, in a world-class organization, a first-class uh, environment, um, learned so many things from them. Um, feel fortunate that me and my family were able to go through that experience, um, and, and now uh, here I am today. Um, my family, uh, starting with Laura, uh, my wife, um, she's my biggest supporter. Uh, she's the rock and head coach of of our crew back home. Um, my four kids, uh, Jack, Maddie, uh, Livy, and Nina, uh, who are excited to join Raider Nation. Um, uh, they're, they're obviously my biggest support system, uh, and they've, they've helped me uh, chase my dreams and goals uh, professionally, uh, and it, it would be impossible without their support. Uh, my mom and dad, um, that's why I'm in this profession today. My father was a uh, uh, head football coach, high school football coach. Um, he's a legend in Ohio. Uh, he didn't like me to say that, but uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that. Um, you know, and I've been going to, to practices since I was four or five years old, and 
um, and my mother's. Uh, I tell her all the time she's the, the best uh, mother of a, of a player when I was growing up that I could ask for. She knew what a three technique was. She knew what punt protection was. And, you know, so uh, we, we, we got an earful from her. Um, but their support uh, has been incredible uh, in my life and uh, certainly in my career. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the assistant coaches uh, that I've worked with, um, the players uh, that I've had the privilege to coach. Um, I know that uh, any advancement, personal advancement in this profession uh, is only as the result of the collective efforts of everybody else. Um, and certainly uh, they're the big reason why I'm sitting here today and uh, I thank them. Um, the last 10 to 12 years, uh, I've really had an opportunity to grow as a person, as a coach, as a man, um, and try to figure out, um, you know, after my experiences uh, in Denver and, and St. Louis, um, who I am, uh, how I wanted to be defined uh, in my career, uh, what I wanted to represent, and how I would lead the next time if I, if I got another opportunity uh, to be a head coach. And I've, I've, you know, it's crystallized for me. I'm clear in the vision that I have. Uh, for this role, for this job, for this team, um, and I'm going to be myself. Uh, and I think that's really important uh, for me um, and, and our organization as we go forward. All right, I like a lot of that. I like a lot of what Josh McDaniels has said. First of all, you have to humble yourself and admit that you recognize that you made mistakes in the past, and that is not a great thing on his resume. The Denver run was not good. He got himself fired because he was doing Patriot Way stuff by videotaping an opponent. Botched a couple of drafts. He's the one who drafted Tim Tebow. You know, pushed Cutler out in favor of Kyle Horton. Apparently, as time went along, you know, really wasn't great with people around the organization. So I like that. I like that he said, you know, grow as a person. By the way, not all of us grow as people. So I don't know that I've changed in 25 years. I'm still a nightmare. I, so I, can, admit, I can admit that. Yeah. You probably have. No. no. You probably have. I've grown you within this show. You don't have any flaws. It. You don't have any flaws. But... I like that he said, um, I thought about how I wanted to be defined. That's important. Yeah. And that's actually, that's, a, that's an amazing motivating factor because you're winning all of these Super Bowls. You're regarded as an offensive genius, right? But you're with Belichick, and there's still a lot of us who are like, eh, he's probably not a head coach. So that to get back in the fray, and like he said, I thought about how I would lead next time. Right. Anyone who's a manager of even one person, you should constantly be reassessing how you manage. Well, and the person in the position that he was in and is in now, um, you tend to have that bravado of, I don't care what anybody thinks, right? So now he's admitting that he, he's thought about how he wants to be defined. Now you care about what people think. I thought about how I would lead, which yeah. means that maybe the last time you were leading, and he was leading, Still a leader as of an offense sure. on one side of the ball. Yeah, um, and, and I also like. Coach. I'm not going to read too much into this because mm. I I could go. Hey, oh, he's talking about Belichick. Yeah, but he said I'm going to be myself because there are a lot of people out there, and we saw it. Some of the not many people would say it, but there was a reporter in Florida when Brian Flores got fired, who was like, "Listen, Brian Flores has these weaknesses. He is Belichick like. He can be a D sometimes, like a lot of the Belichick guys. So I think it's important for. Because there, I I believe there have been Belichick guys who are like you know Joe Judge in in some ways, 
who went out there and they're you know and Bill O'Brien is a GM and Bill O'Brien frankly has a coach off the field who you know, gonna be like Belichick like he can be that way because he's got equity because he wins. Not everyone can be that way. That's not that's not the it's not the perfect way. He is. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will argue he is the greatest NFL coach of all time. So he's doing a lot of things right. But not everyone can be, you know, super gruff, hardcore, you know, on the edge, push you to the brink. And I'm not saying that's all that Belichick is, but I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we get here in Josh McDaniels kind of breaking that mold and not being another Belichick. Well, in terms of personality. He, the thing is, is he already tried to do that and it didn't work. So he learned his lesson. So maybe he wasn't talking. Maybe, like you said, you're not going to read into it. Maybe he wasn't talking about Belichick. Maybe he was talking about himself the first time around. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited to get into the developing football news with the rest of the head coaching positions, the quarterback derby out there, getting you ready for not so much the Pro Bowl, but the Super Bowl, and hearing more and more from the new brass with the Raiders about their philosophy, roster construction, who's going to be the quarterback, (laughs) who's going to be the D.C., they did say today that Gus Bradley at least will get, you know, some conversations. But he's already he's very very heavily coveted around the league. So they don't have much time. As he should be. And in the end, don't you think that this is kind of the scenario? Like you and I talked a lot about Versace and Bradley, and you're like, they should keep Bradley around. And I, you know, I, and you know this. I wasn't telling you something you don't know, but I kept saying, whoever they hire. They're probably not going to mesh with what Bradley does. And of all the organizations, you're grabbing guys from the Patriots. They have a defensive philosophy. There are coaches out there they've worked with. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it is fascinating what's going on in Patriot land that they, they're letting McDaniels walk and he takes their de facto GM. Could they also take Gerard Mayo? Well, based on wouldn't, the, the, wouldn't that be crazy? Like, what is Belichick doing? Based on the conversation that Vic said, it it was the opposite. Oh, it was the opposite. It was the opposite. The quote exactly was, uh, I have it right here. Davis asked each GM candidate to tell him a matching coach and vice versa. When Ziegler said McDaniel's, Davis said, "I don't even know if he's available." Ziegler said, "He will be if I come here." Right. So Ziegler first. So, so. But my point is, could they take could well, they take no, another you, Patriots you, guy? Oh, sure. In Gerard Mayo, um, interesting po- uh, point brought up by one of our buddies, uh, Saran Petro, who was referencing an old book. Now I'm blanking on the coaches. It was Scott. It was Scott Pioli, and I cannot remember the. I don't think it was Mangini, but anyway, it was some. It was some Patriots guys who were leaving the organization. And they both said, like, no, we can't go somewhere together because Belichick will be pissed. Okay, like, you me... don't do that. You basically get excommunicated. But maybe the older Belichick is like, eh, you know what? I'm like saving. I'm going to lose, guys. I'm not going to hold you back. If you want to go together, then you go together. I'm not going to be all pissed off. 
Guess we'll find uh, out soon. But you know what's interesting about that conversation? Number one, Belichick's nearing the end of his career once he catches Shulab. So maybe at this point it doesn't matter. But think about what you just said. Earlier and last week we pointed out that Josh Dubow's tweet about Belichick disciples going elsewhere in their record, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't dare cross Belichick and group. Right. So now, but you got the GM, you brought the OC, now you bring Mayo. So now, but now you have a collection of pay. Maybe it works when you bring the whole pay, not just one guy. Right. Never know. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Why did every media member in Vegas seem to be fired up to eat at Piero's on Friday night? That was weird. I don't know. I went Saturday. Okay. Why, who was there Friday? Uh, a bunch of the newspaper people <laughs> who don't generally eat at places like that. So I found the choice selection of venue is weird. Well, considering Mark Davis eats there three, four times a week, uh, they obviously didn't get the text message. That, well, I got a text message Friday and Saturday. Friday it was, don't come, not coming, meaning don't bother showing up after you. Oh, is that right? Sure. I so the to. dinner went down, or did they have dinner on Saturday? No. You, I thought you had snitches. You were telling me, like, what Mark Davis eats. Oh, yeah. Did he eat that this weekend, or that's, that's generally his meal? Because uh, I suggested, well, on the suggestion of someone else who said at Piero's, you get the Asabuco. Asabuco. And then I sent you Asabuco on Twitter, and you're like, way too heavy. That's not what he gets. I'm like, all right. No, the Asabuco is their signature dish um, created by their former chef, Gilbert. And that was like goes back to 1982, um, that recipe. But Mark Davis, text message I got as I was pulling out of the Athletes Unlimited Arena the other night was, Davis just got here. There we go. You got there's room if you want to. There's definitely room space you can come eat. So I went over to Piero's, which I was gonna. I said, well, I'm I'm kind of hungry. I said, is he there with anyone? He said, no, he's alone. I said, okay. So I went over there and I rolled up into there, and he was sitting there. But the thing was, the thing that was telling was how excited, and he was such in a good mood, like he was relieved. There was no stress. Like he just he was unwinding, and he told one fan, some fans were coming. We're Raiders fans, and he was like, "They said, how are you doing through everything?" He goes, "I'm great. I feel great. I got a GM and I don't." Oh wait, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, (laughs) breaking news, right? No breaking, but. So I, I, I stopped by his table. We talked, and I said, search is going well. You seem chipper. He said, oh, yeah. And then we talked about Athletes Unlimited, given that he's an owner of the Las Vegas Aces and a big women's basketball fan. Told him he should come out this week. And uh, he has his little dish. He was telling the waiters, like, yeah, you know how I like it. The chicken, the artichoke toast, he goes and they bake it, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Nice. All I know is that when he left, he, he, and he goes, all right, I'll talk to you this week. Uh, text me. And I said, well, Hopefully, I'll be talking to you beforehand with some other news. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he walked out. And I thought that Willie that was had it. it. Stick your hand in there, Dave. This is going to be a fun week. This is going to be a fun couple of months to see what the Raiders put together here. New philosophy, potentially. New people running the organization. I saw someone earlier, one of the Raiders bloggers, sent a message to Vinny, JT, and Q, and accusing them of blowing smoke up the arses of Raiders fans uh, I don't think they said this, but this person was saying that uh, they they were claiming McDaniel's loves car, and that's what makes his job attractive. And this person said the head coach and GM didn't exactly say that they love car; they were non-committal. So this is the kind of stuff that goes around when you get new bosses, 
and media messages and what people think they hear and what is actually said. It's going to be a fun week.